On episode 44 of DevTalk, I speak to Denny DeClerc about living with and developing for users with autism. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Denny DeClerc. Denny is a software developer at his own nonprofit, DDSoft, and I'm very happy, happy to have him back on the show. Hello, Denny. Hello, Kevi. How are you? Nice to meet you again. I am very good. Yes, we seem to be meeting more uh, before something big happened, but uh, it, it's great to hear you again. Yeah. Well, how are things in Belgium? Yeah, strange. Uh, yeah, but as you know, every disadvantage has also advantages. Let's explain. The whole situation, the, the worldwide pandemic is, of course, a big disadvantage. For mm -hmm. all the community and for all the people, also not developers or non-community members, for everyone. But my non-profit, DDSoft, uh, had the opportunity to took this opportunity and to help more customers and people that we ever helped before. And it's for the first time in, since in September, DDSoft is turned six, six years. My non-profit mm -hmm. in September, and it's for the first time in that time span that we really can say, yeah, we have good customers, and yeah, they're paying for us. We are... <laughs> so I'm still a volunteer, but instead of being a volunteer in a non-profit with a very, very big less of money, being a volunteer in a non-profit who start making some career, it's fun, honestly. It's not that bad. <laughs> fun. Yeah, yeah. Since we last talked, we just looked it up. It was June in twenty nineteen. Yes, and you were awarded a Microsoft MVP title for your work for the community. Yes, uh, that was last August, so a year ago. Yes. And, and what has changed since then? Oh, a lot. Uh, first of all, when I get my award last year in August, mm -hmm. it was let's say it was the first time in my life that I really had the feeling. Yeah, I achieved something really big. I have seen something for me larger than life or larger than I thought I would achieve in my life. Mm -hmm. I was extremely happy. And then this year, August, I extended my award. So I definitely proved that I could renew my award. So these are the fun parts. That's great to hear. And and you're, you're feeling people are... Uh, does it open new doors for you? Yeah. Is it easier to yeah. to get uh, speaking engagements or things like that? <laughs> don't if, talk if there about are any left. <laughs> sorry, don't talk about speaking engagement in these times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe maybe it is. And even with virtual conferences, I prove myself. And I don't say that people have to prove themselves. But the other thing that I really was surprised, I didn't expect, but as you know, my nonprofit in Belgium helps uh, the social sector. We started mm -hmm. just for people with disabilities, but during the last months, we expanded. There's not only people with disabilities. We still do, but not only. We also are just um, an enabler, or I say it, a linker between the social field, the social organizations for people with disabilities, but not only. So also social organizations for other good causes. Okay. And the IT. We noticed that both two fields, the social sector and the IT sector, are speaking another language. So we are connecting them and we are helping them. Mm -hmm. And But I was surprised what I said. 
and the or customers the social sector the social field i was surprised how much that they appreciate that they are getting help getting let's say some consulting some advice from an mvp and that they are talking about yeah but you are an mvp and that they took me serious honestly i was a bit surprised of course i shouldn't be surprised about taking mvp serious but this is a field the social field that they don't know the whole community thing and the mice of thing and they still take a lot of weight on the mvp thing so i love that you are last time we talked it was uh, about autism also this is yes. one of the topics we covered yes and you yourself you, you suffer from autism right yeah suffer no i have no, autism i am autistic have... i shouldn't say okay. that i suffer honestly no I, i'm sorry that i shouldn't have put Definitely it that way not. yes you have autism <laughs> yes. and you live well with it yeah with, uh, yeah yeah honestly autism can be difficult and, and really some people suffer from autism and i I don't mm -hmm. say that people are not suffering from it, but it depends. And honestly, if you are, if you have autism, or people say it, if you are autistic, it's it's shorter in the mode. Even I don't prefer that, but it's shorter. Then you have a very special case, case in life, case in job, case in everything. But then you find the right magic how to treat that case. I believe you can just be as happy as people without autism. And don't have to suffer, but most people with autism or on the spectrum that don't find the special manual for their own package, then there can be some unhappy situation or really people who are not happy or who are suffering. So let's say that for everybody, life has a manual, and for people with autism, it's a different manual, mm -hmm. but they don't teach everyone. And people without autism or people without any form of neurodiversity, it's all the same manual and most of the time just it works. While for people on the spectrum, on the autism spectrum or other neurodiversity, it can be a big challenge to find your manual. But when they found the manual and they start to employ it, deploy it and, and doing the manual as it should be, mm -hmm. I really can't believe they can be as happy as people without autism. And in the last years, I have the fortune, I am fortunate to say that I really believe I am practicing, I am working with a good manual. So I'm really happy right now. And look. Yeah. And autism um, affects, uh, or in, in some cases, autism affects interactions with other people. Yeah. And in this, most of the cases. Something, something that has changed uh, dramatically in all of the world right now, yeah. how we interact with other people. How, yes. how, how has that affected you or maybe even affected your work? Can I split it up into me and my work? So first of all, mm -hmm. my work, it's a good story. As I said, our nonprofit yeah. have for the, one of the first times really good customers who are willing to pay for what we are doing. So for work, it's only an advantage, but as it's mm -hmm. thanks to my autism, or as it's thanks to my IT knowledge and my interest in the social field, the social sector, and in my interest that I always had to link them. Other persons yeah. with the same tech interest, I really believe can have exactly the same, but most of the time they don't know the social field, so there's not a connection. Mm -hmm. But so it's a good thing, really good, but I'm not sure if it's thanks to my autism. Other things, they are diff difficult things. 
First of all, I really believe that for everyone, and not only for people on the spectrum, sometimes I, I just say people on the spectrum. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a, a nice way of saying that. And yeah. I really believe also for people not on the spectrum that cancellations, trips, cancellation, travels, is difficult. Mm-hmm. But I really believe, and it's even proven in some studies, that for people on the spectrum, it's very more difficult. Uh, that doesn't mean that for people not on the spectrum, it isn't difficult. I can say if you are awarded it for the first time in your life, as a Microsoft MVP, the first time that we get awarded, then we knew everything about MVP Summit in Seattle. Yeah. And we know for our non-profit, and even as I'm a volunteer in a non-profit, budget is a thing. So we are really, we have taken months of consideration are we going to pay a ticket and invest to go to Summit? Mm-hmm. Then we made the decision and we said, okay, it's a once in a lifetime maybe, or it's an opportunity, why not? So we did everything, we did it, and then we say, okay, we are going to fly to Seattle again. And then you know what happened? And of course, it's not my soft thing, it's, it's a COVID thing worldwide. My first thing was, oh my God, all that money. It's a lot of money, especially for a small nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Then I had the fortune, or we at the least of that fortune, that our um, flight company paid as the ticket back. So okay. we had the money back. So not the money thing, but honestly, the the feeling and the disappointment on such a dream trip that you heard. I was two years at the conference scene, and you heard the craziest and nicest thing about the summit. And then seeing, okay, it's all into the trash bin. And then uh, a good month later, also Summit 21 is cancelled. And I say, yeah, it's not fun. And other trips also, other conferences that I'm really looking forward to, cancellations. But as I said, I believe it's, it can be more difficult for people with autism. It's even some studies. But I also really believe that for a lot of people, speakers or other people, it's not fun. It's everything is, yeah. And the uncertainty even... Not only about speaking, but the whole uncertainty thing. By example, not next week, but the week after next week. So the first week of September, I planned with my parents uh, just a vacation holiday. Uh, not so far away, but uh, I live in Belgium and the Netherlands. So just mm-hmm. for vacation, nothing to do with speaking, just yet paying and, and having vacation. So, yeah. And at this time, borders are open and we can it seems that our travels will go, but each day there can be another reality. So uh, for a person with autism, certainty, being sure of something is really important. Mm-hmm. And during this time, certainty is something that don't exist anymore. And that's very special and really maybe sometimes difficult. Is that something that's, that's difficult to cope with change yeah. Yeah. in general? Also, yes. Okay. And especially for, for, for change in the negative thing. So in love, yeah. we have two times of change. And I have a good example. Good changes are most of the time for me very achievable, but not for everybody on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You have people on the spectrum that change is always difficult. But for some people like me, good changes, so an opportunity, a nice change, something that you want, is quite easy. But the negative change is really difficult but for some people also it's both difficult so let's example and tomorrow 
I'm going to a customer. Um, I plan to eat at home in my apartment. And but uh, the customer said, "Oh my God, why not having dinner tonight together?" Or I meet something in the station that I know. Of course, you have to know them, otherwise they are not in your bubble. <laughs> and Belgium is a bubble country during COVID. And okay, just unplanned having something fun, dinner, drink. It's all fun. But negative things, so you plan to go to something and there's a cancellation is really, really difficult for me. Mm-hmm. But as I said, even for some people on the spectrum, change is always difficult. Also positive change. Fortunate for me, not. Okay. And I noticed you were a person who attended many conferences. Yeah. You, uh, When there was a social event, you were always there. Yeah. And... Uh, Do, do you take that as an opportunity to work on interacting with other people? Is, is this something you need and that you're missing right now? Or uh, or is, is this basically the same as with, with someone without autism, that they just miss the people, but uh, it, it's okay being at home? Honestly, so to answer that, in, in autism, there's a really big misconception. And mm-hmm. a misconception that's way too popular, way too popular, And way to know, and the misconception is people with autism are introverts. But as I said, it's a misconception. So introverts mm-hmm. are getting energy from themselves, and people speaking with other people, meeting, networking events are getting all their energy and dragging them down. That's how an introvert works, and working on themselves, they're loading energy up again. Mm-hmm. But There are people with autism who are do have autism or who are autistic, but are extroverted. So for them, the basic ways of autistic thinking are working. So I even had a talk, a talk at Microsoft Ignite, but also at NDC. And I have a few talks about autism. And then I explain uh, three basic theories about autism. But as you will see in the theories, intro, being an introvert is not a theory. That's what people making of that. So mm-hmm. for extroverted people with autism like I am, the three theories are working, but we are extroverted. And this is the less autistic people are that way. And then it's just the same as other extrovert people. The less people you meet in real life, the more difficult it is. Mm-hmm. So we are missing this. I miss it. As an extrovert, but maybe not just as a person with autism, but as an extrovert, of course, I miss it a lot. Okay. Uh, well, for me personally, I consider myself more of an introvert, okay. uh, not, not, not entirely. And I actually use speaking engagements as an opportunity to, to challenge myself to mm-hmm. do something I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with. Is like attending conferences or, or giving presentations, is that something that you that you really want to do? Or is it also maybe like a, a feeling of, oh, I, I just have to set a goal for myself to to get over this fear? Or, or um, how is this feeling for you? No, for me, it's a special thing. Sometimes I say yeah. I'm special even in autism. So for me, I'm getting energy from networking at conferences mm-hmm. and even from speaking. So I get the energy. I need them to get my incentives my energy and I put the energy again and work for my non-profit and programming. So mm-hmm. let's translate. It takes more energy to program something 
in my own desk at home, on my non-profit at my desk, developing something, programming on my own takes energy. But I like to do it. Sometimes something takes energy, but you like it. That's a challenging thing. But going to conferences and speaking and preparing a talk and, and meeting and networking and learning is getting energy for me. Mm-hmm. And that energy then I convert back again to my nonprofit. So it's the opposite, in fact, of what you are doing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, I know people who are that way, who just, uh, they see a stage and they have to jump up uh, on there and... and uh, <laughs> Uh, have everybody look at them, and and, and not not saying that's, that this is you, but it's no, uh, nothing it, bad. It, maybe it's very, it is me, but it's not a bad thing. People don't have to see it as a bad thing, but honestly, yeah, it's, no. it's really gets an adrenaline rush, rush. Even if the talk is over, then it's a feeling, an adrenaline feeling, going to hold my body, and but it don't have to be seen as a bad thing. But I like to be on stage and get adrenaline. Okay. Um, let's get back more to the to the work side of things. Um, so your projects are there more projects where people are are have basically different use cases or or they're doing different things because of the current situation. Is is that something you're seeing? Uh, the current situation is for accessibility. The works thing it could happen. So uh-huh. I have to talk about two things. First of all, what our nonprofit is doing now is, right now is helping the social field, but not especially people with autism, with disabilities. So uh, maybe some adults, but not with uh, intellectual disability, the mental retardation that I talked about with my accessible apps. Mm-hmm. These people are not customers current right now. For these people, it's a work situation and. I come back on that first, but our customers that we have now, and unfortunately, it's not a lot of summary development that I'm doing right now. Of course, as an MVP, I make prototypes and I play with the latest and greatest that they announced, mm-hmm. but none of these are right now in production. As I said, I play with it, but in production because the customers that we really can have no other on profit is not really with coding, making us by just teaching and learning them with a lot of a big source of patience about working with modern technologies, like my example, Microsoft Teams. So as mm-hmm. my community investments are still Xamarin, and I really love Xamarin, and also next to Xamarin, I really feel a lot of love for Blazor, and I really plan to do something with that in the near future. Mm-hmm. But cool. that's community thing, and I, I hope to make a business with that, but the work that I do for my profit, so the really work thing, is not coding. It's just being a good linker and translation with a lot of patience between tech and the social field and then just helping them with tools like, example, Microsoft Teams. A lot of customers that we have are going to use for Microsoft Teams and they are not people with disabilities, just people who are doing other jobs in the social field and a lot of them are a bit afraid of technology. Mm-hmm. So, and then they need a hand who's there, who said, who explained that's not so difficult and that it will exceed. Um, coaching and preparing, by example, a team's tenant, preparing everything, configuring everything, making a setup uh, of a team's tenant, preparing mm-hmm. it for them and coaching them, learning them to use it. But beside of that, I have one customer specific, um, something that we sponsor, really 
Fluger, Voluntary and Fluger just for, not even for money for the non-profit, just for, for the Goodwill as an, an organization with a, a self-support group of people with autism that mm-hmm. we are just uh, made a whole a team's tenant setup and and the, that self-support group had monthly meetings in real life where I even was frequent an attendant and just we are onboarded them on Microsoft Teams and prepared something so that is autism as disability and uh, during the, the full lockdown that we had in Belgium that luckily enough is over right now the full lockdown is over since July yeah. Uh, and but it's a semi strange thing. But during the full load cup uh, lockdown, there was a, everything was locked down. And then we we helped also charity work, a better non profit for uh, AA. We we knew via via someone uh, the, of AA, so anonymous alcoholics. And then mm-hmm. we we saw the situation. We saw the pain that they are not meeting the people again. And it's a strange thing, and they need each other, and they need support. So, uh, also for them, we we onboarded a big uh, teams setup uh, with privacy and everything that they can hold their meet weekly meetings. And there, I I I we noticed something strange with Edisoft, very good strange. So in real life, the there were weekly AA meetings, um, weekly as I said, but during lockdown. Yeah. Virtual, they did it twice a week. So, ah. <laughs> and even with the, the self support groups, as I take for people with autism, that was monthly. So each month it was a meeting, mm-hmm. and they also doing it right now. They are still doing it. Uh, a lot of those people are unfortunately more afraid. Even who was the, it's not the full lockdown anymore. So even so, people from the AA are not using or. Uh, Teams a solution anymore for them. They are doing it again in real life, but it's a lot. It's a lot. But for the self support group or people with autism, I notice a lot of anxiety and they are most of the time afraid to go outside again to meet people. So they are still using the virtual one, are not doing it in the offices right now. And they also do it at this time, not monthly but twice a month. So it's even doubled. That's mm-hmm. a nice thing to see. So is that maybe also an, an easier to interact virtually no. for some people than, no. than in person? No, way more difficult, even for me. Okay. So mm-hmm. even so, as I said, I always be honest, I'm autistic. So um, although I have autism, and even as I said that I don't suffer, I, had a co- I have a coach, so I have something coaching me in my life and, and talking to my coach. And fortunately, after the lockdown, it's a lot again. So I meet, I meet her again in real life. Uh, but during the lockdown, it was not a lot. And via Teams, it takes mm-hmm. a lot of more energy. I don't like it. I like Teams and I like virtual conferences. And I like business meetings and I love them. And I love everything using teams for meetings and business and telling something or giving a presentation, but having a personal story. As I said, my autism coaching has really personal things in my head. Just telling that to a screen, to another person that I even, that I trust the solution. I really trust that the the teams, it was also via teams, not well be hacked and that it's safe and this and that. Okay, I trust it and it Mm -hmm. is safe. 
but it just feels so unpersonal. Talking yeah. to a coach on a screen, no, it doesn't feel right, honestly. Well, I, I see a lot of the things that were in, in, in person before are being moved to like a video conference because that's just the uh, the, the logical uh, equivalent for yeah. not meeting being able to meet in person. Mm -hmm. But some things can also be moved to some other medium or like, like uh, email, instant messengers. Mm -hmm. uh, th this is something that could be easier. I, I mean, some people have... Uh, uh, for some people, it's easier to express their feelings mm -hmm. in in written word mm -hmm. uh, because they they can like take their time to work out the sentence. So uh, or uh, things like that. I, I see that in just regular work life that that maybe it's not always the best idea to just move everything to a Teams meeting uh, and and maybe think about is there something that we could do to yeah. And it has its advantages to to do things, um, for example, in, in in written form that that it can be completely asynchronous. Yeah. People can do their own work schedule and they don't have to be present at that certain yeah. time. Is that something you've seen? Yeah, but I like just having a talk. But um, it's through what you're saying, and we are seeing this. And I can say, uh, of course, I can say, next week we are doing a a, a tryout. A new ID on the PAS, uh, so the South Support Group for People with Autism called PAS. It mm -hmm. comes from this Personen, People, Autism Spectrum, and then Stornis is Dutch for Disorder. So that's the abbreviation of PAS. Okay. It's not of the PAS, uh, it's a, also a famous SQL conference. No, it's not the same, unfortunately. <laughs> no. It's not the same. Eh? So for that group, uh, we are doing, uh, we try something out next week. and. We are doing it in Teams for the safety. I really believe, and Teams is a lot of safer than just Messenger and this and that. I really trust Teams, but um, for the meeting next week, we all plan the people so who are wanting to attend. We plan a time slot. Uh, we had to pay, think, we plan two time, two hours in our agenda on Monday evening, and we are doing in Teams. The appointment is only chatting, but we make time for each other. And uh -huh. the special thing is for people who don't feel comfortable with video meetings. And mm -hmm. we set up an, a channel, so a, a tenant with the sub-channels. Uh, and then in the channels, they can have chat conversation about uh, different topics. So, by example, a, a topic about a channel about, about the COVID thing, a tenant about the dreaming is believing lifestyle that I still believe in and that I mm -hmm. promote more than ever. Because we all need to dream a bit more and to be a bit more optimistic, and maybe more about that later. Difficult at these times, right? Yeah. So as yeah, a but tenant, very important. Um, but we are doing so channel per channel in teams, and the appointment is only chatting. And honestly, as a technologist, I'm really curious what it will give. That's mm -hmm. for next week. The the try of that new thing. Okay. So do you see, uh, are things going back to normal? You, you say your, your business has picked up. Is that slowing down or is this no. something something permanent that is, has changed and, and yeah. uh, has changed for the better here? Yeah, so we had the fortune that we, the problem in Belgium we had in the past was not, we are not going way to work, not what's the problem, but people didn't see what we are doing. So they didn't see it and 
the conference mm-hmm. world, so as famous as I was at international conferences, the people who should be customers even in Belgium didn't see it. So they didn't know about this. And it's like people just saying to you every time one direction conversation, I can do that and I'm good in that and I'm good in that. Okay, one direction, but nobody saw what we are doing because mm-hmm. most of the time it was at international conferences that they didn't watch. And a lot of conferences have online recordings, but the our customers don't aren't interested to watch them, so they don't see it. But what we have, via helping, we had launched something specific during COVID lockdown, so we help them. But the good thing is, even lockdown is over now, official in Belgium. There mm-hmm. are some strange visualizations. People saw what we can do, what we have to offer, and they are still working with us together for other things. And so we have a new request coming in. By example, some customers really have interest to collaborate with us, uh, are working on hybrid uh, meetings. So Mm -hmm. like you have hybrid conferences, and I really believe hybrid is the future because you never know will there be a new lockdown or a new uh, very local lockdown. But if most of the people are from that very local part, yeah, then there's a problem. So there are even conferences who are going the hybrid way. By example, Build Stuff in Lithuania. I don't know yeah. if you know about that. It's going the hybrid way. And honestly, mm-hmm. I'm proud speaker there. And I really hope that I have the opportunity to go in person when it's there. But um, no return on profit. And, and we have the fortune that we have customers who trust us. So since during the lockdown, we could build trust. So at this time, we have customers uh, who are willing to work together and elaborate on a, a hybrid future, but not about conferences, but about, let's say, business meetings or seeming business meetings or meetings in the social field on a hybrid way. So maybe sometimes a week online and a week mm-hmm. on-premises by them, but having a good centralized system that they don't have to, yeah, just a good centralized system or even some customer who want to have some people in the room and on premises and by example using not just a webcam of your of your laptop or your computer using by example a connect device that we can borrow to them mm-hmm. and then just having real life uh, some people on premises and some people virtual so the hybrid thing we are really working on that and next to that we have also some customers who just have the power of us over IT knowledge and then asking us for having to have some websites and some people want some social media coaching from us. So mm-hmm. we have the fortune that we have a, a growth during lockdown. But at the moment, it seems that we really ha- are able to hold the, the growth that we have because we just made our name really. So it's a good thing. So they're not running away because they don't need virtual solutions anymore. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I think we're seeing that making things virtual or offering that virtual version of an event is, is a big, big boost for inclusivity. Yeah. You, you get people in who 
um, for, for example, Microsoft Build was one of the big conferences that that was one of the first ones, or in in, in our field, yeah. that one of the first ones that went virtual, yeah. and uh, you, you saw there were like ten times as many people there. Of course, mm-hmm. uh, they didn't have any limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who would never be able to travel there to uh, they wouldn't even be let in the country for for legal reasons, or they, oh, they couldn't afford the, for the yeah. trip there. Uh, they were able to to attend this, and yeah. I, I think I think it's great. And and uh, I, or maybe some some people, if you have a disability, it becomes much more difficult for you to to make a trip to, depending on your disability. Indeed, indeed, yeah. so that's really interesting. And even if you then go further to the hybrid thing, that some people are able to go in person, and mm-hmm. some people are not able to, but are able to follow everything in real life, and maybe also having the opportunity to have Q&A with the speakers instead of just watching recordings afterwards. Yeah, and there's an opportunity there in the hybrid thing. Yeah. I'm I'm curious to see how how this will all work out with, with the hybrid, hybrid approach because I I think there's always like a, a focus on, on one version. You know, if maybe the focus is on the on the in-person or there's a focus on the, the mm-hmm. virtual experience, but it's probably pretty difficult to to get things that appeal to everyone. And I'm, I'm thinking about, for example, if we have a um, a team set up, or, so the company I work for, we have different locations and sometimes some developers come from a different location within Germany or from a different location in a different country. Mm-hmm. And if there's like one or two people from a different location, everyone else is in one location, then those people who join into our in-person meetings always feel a little bit left out they 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 don't uh, the audio doesn't work so well they don't they don't hear all the 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 questions or they don't see people uh, non-verbally interacting with each other and uh, the moment we went online and everybody sat at their own desk and had the, their headsets on everybody could hear was it was perfect audio for everyone it was more of 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 everybody having the equal opportunity opportunity here and and i'm i'm curious to see if there's a a really true truly good uh, version of that that hybrid approach you're talking about so um i want to give some feedback on that first of mm-hmm. all so the real big first conference hybrid has still have to come yeah. we have looked at it well come build stuff is in lithuania and it's uh, in november so it's the first real uh, hybrid one, even so focusing even, for example, 50% virtual uh, and 50% offline. So it's the mm-hmm. first conference. So there's no framework to compare with. So if I come back to look at the business, at the profit, at the non-profit, our customers, and, and just see everything that I saw in the past, even conferences and businesses, I think... It wasn't possible in the past. And I, I heard a lot of stories about that because I'm in the field, in the tech field, and I read and listen to everything. But I think the times are changed. Thanks, or maybe no one can say thanks to COVID. And maybe I think there will be a change. But there's one thing really important before the change will be a good manifest. I believe there will be, there will be need about a new role. Let's call it a job role. Mm-hmm. New role, a job role, like an agile team, so people have roles. And I think for virtual meetings, we need the new role. And there's no name for that, but let's call it, it should be a chief or a gatekeeper 
just keeping about the experience that uh, that there's really let's say um, a 50 50 split on in-person interaction from people in the room and about the online people mm-hmm. so and that wasn't there before covid and sometimes there were of course uh, virtual uh, hybrid meetings who weren't a success but the job role wasn't there so i believe there's are possibilities Definitely yeah. thanks to COVID, but there needs to be a new job role, a new profile with the gatekeeper about experience, if it on person, on virtual. And with that job role, I really think it can work. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see if if that works out. I'm, I'm very it? curious. Yeah, I, I have an engagement at a conference in at the, the DWX Developer Week in Germany at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, and they they are saying it's going to be the hybrid approach okay. and we, we don't know what the uh, legal uh, implications are going to be at that time so uh, at this point it's planned as hybrid and i'm i'm very very curious to see if if it works out if, and if it's if it's a great experience for everyone that would that would be perfect i want to think about what i'm saying about that there should, should be a new role like the the gatekeeper on the experience do you believe that it's something it can help or don't you don't you think there's money or there are places for that role or do you thinking okay that's a good idea so what you thinking about that i think it's it's a good idea and and there there has to be i mean it's hard to judge if the content is good if you're sitting in the room if it's if it's good for somebody who is remote you know mm-hmm. So maybe there will have to be somebody who's is not in the room and who who can judge that th- this is a good experience for someone remote or not. Maybe there there's somebody responsible for the the in person content and somebody responsible for the virtual content. But yeah, and also with those all virtual conferences we saw like like builds, then they they did three talks in six hours apart or something like that and scattered all over the day they did the same talk again and again for the mm-hmm. different time zones that's also something that's difficult to do in a hybrid approach i guess yeah, yeah. unless like this conference in in germany the most of the content is german so there will not be many time zones of mm-hmm. people listening in so yeah, maybe indeed. that will work yeah <laughs> but we will see well, thank you very much for chatting with me again today, Denny. Uh, it, it has been very enlightening. And uh, it is, I always have a good feeling after talking to you that I, you. I am get, getting a different perspective on things. That's, that's very valuable. And thank you for, for sharing your insights. Thank you. I'm happy that you love it, that you like it. It's nice <laughs> to share my insights. So, I call it out of the box insight. And maybe in this time, they just need some more auto. They are just more out of the box insights needed. Right. right. There's a there's a, a quote. Maybe it's a bit. So I have to. It's a bit maybe too far of, away from the tech world. Maybe it's a bit more too much to the spiritual side of a way of living. But uh, some quote is: If there's a problem, and you try to fix the problem, on the same ways that you never fix the problem or other problems in the past. Well, you mm-hmm. fix the problem. Or if there's a new problem and you try to fix it on a complete new way from another another view, maybe you will fix it better. And then I really believe that's a view on some out of the box from some out of the box people really can help 
and challenging times. Right, right. That's why we need diversity. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you. And we, we have to talk again in a year and see how things worked out because yeah. I'm very, I'm actually a little bit excited to see see what the future brings here. Me too. A bit excited. But we have to be excited, but you don't have to be afraid because being afraid is not a good fight. Excited is a good thing. I'm pretty excited too. So thanks again, Danny. And this has been another episode of Dev Talk. We'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye-bye.